Today we're going to be continuing reading in John. And yesterday I said first John, and I meant to say John John. So if anybody was looking at going first John, and it's not here. What you're saying, well, that's because that's John one, not one, but John. But anyways, we're going to continue reading. We're going to read, talk a little bit about who John is. Who is John in relationship to Christ, to Jesus? And so we're just going to start off with continuing John 1, John 1, and we're going to start at verse 6, and I'll read the first couple verses, and then uh, do a little errors in our validation of John. There was a man sent from God, his name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness, that is a testimony about the life and life of Christ, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness or give testimony about the light. That light is Christ. So who is John? Who is John? Let's go back to Luke chapter 1 verse 5. And following, there's going to be quite a bit of scripture reading. Well, yeah, yes and no. In those days, Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division at Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughter of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren, and both were advanced in years. So, remember those names, um, Zechariah and Elizabeth. Let's go to. Oh, wait, no, no, I need to keep going. I need to keep going. Sorry. Okay, uh, God chose. God said that he would have a son. Elizabeth, I'm going to jump all the way down to verse 13. Uh, Zachariah was in. Prior to verse 13, Zachariah was in doing his duties as their custom was to do. Um, he was lighting, burning incense, and an angel appeared before him, and he was afraid. Verse 13, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great before the Lord, and he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. Remember that. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the disobedient to the just, to make ready the Lord a people prepare. Make ready for the Lord a people prepare. So John here is, is foretold to be the forerunner for Christ. Prepare the people for Christ. Now still we don't know who is John. Well, we can ascertain from this that he's John the Baptist. Right? We get that he's John the Baptist. We know that now. Well, we don't know that he's the Baptist, but John the Baptist was the forefront of Christ. He prepared the people for Christ's ministry when he 
makes his presence known. So let's just jump forward here a little bit to verse 39. Those days Mary, that's the mother of Moses, and she was pregnant at this time. Mary rose and went to with haste into the hill country to the top of Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting to Mary, the baby was in her womb. Now this was, um, I don't know if it's here or not, there's about six months apart from when Elizabeth became pregnant and then when Mary was pregnant. About six months difference there. So anyways, just to give you a little, they're both pregnant at time, at this time. Elizabeth heard the greeting from Mary, the baby was in her womb. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud voice, cried loud cry, Blessed are you among women, blessed is fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greetings came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. So Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and, and I would say, and, and uh, because John is with her, he was quite filled with the Holy Spirit too. He leaped for joy. He leaped for joy when Mary came to visit, because Mary was carrying the Lord, the Savior of the world, and John. We saw read earlier, he will prepare the way of the people for the Lord. Okay? I think I missed something here. Might be in a different translation. But Elizabeth is Mary's cousin. Elizabeth was Mary's cousin. So, what does that make John to Jesus? Does that make them? That makes them cousins. John, the forerunner of Christ, is a cousin of Jesus. Kind of makes me wonder that if uh, during certain holidays if they didn't all get together to celebrate or not. But I don't know. There's, there's about 80 miles between the two, and so you know, it would have been a hard trek to do just walking right now. But they were cousins. So John the Baptist is the cousin to Jesus. Hey, let's go on here. The true light, which enlightened, verse 9, the true light in John, true light which enlightened everyone was coming into the world, that is Christ. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. Again, we have Christ. He talked about that the Creator, He came to His own, and His own people did not receive Him. But to all who did receive, and who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Many verses, many, many verses that when we come to Christ, we become children of God. We become adopted. We become heirs to Christ. We become heirs. When we're adopted, we're not stepchildren. And 
I don't mean that in a bad way. I've said before, I have technically had three stepkids, but they are my children. They are my heirs. And we are God's heirs. We are God's children. We are adopted into God. We were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The Word, Logos, there it goes, Christ, became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. So he was before me. So John is already right there by making that statement. John says, I came first. But he comes, he outranks me because he was before me. John was six months, at least six months older than Jesus as far as age was. What is John saying? He came before me. I think he's saying that he is God, that he is always existing, that he is eternal. Eternal. He came before me. It's like in that scripture, and, and eventually I'll even get into that scripture or do a study on it where. Jesus talking to the Pharisees and talking about Abraham being his father. And the Pharisees said, you're not even 50 years old. How could Abraham be your father? And Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. That I am, he used the same phrase that God used speaking to Moses. And Moses said, who should I say is sending me? And God says, I am who I am. The I am is sending me. So therefore, Jesus was saying, I am, using the same phrase, saying, I am God. I was before Abraham. I knew Abraham. I dealt with Abraham. And in the in same sense here, by John saying that he came before me, and saying he is the I am. He came before me. He was the all in God. And I might be striking a little. I mean, that's just, I said, this is what the Bible says to me. This is what I see it, and I just share it with you. Have right to disagree or agree that quite frankly that's up to you. And from his fullness, verse 16, from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace, grace unlimited. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus upon oh Jesus Christ. So the law was given to Mo through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. What did the law do? The law was given to Moses. What did it do? It showed them their sin. It showed them their sin. So when Jesus comes, we have grace and truth coming, which covers our sin. If you come to Christ, your sin gets covered because of the free gift of God by the grace through faith. Our sins are covered. The law revealed, Christ covered. Okay, now here's a great verse. Before I read that verse, let's go back to 1 John again. Verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, that's the Logos, that's Christ. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. In this one. Verse 18. No one has ever seen God, 
the only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side, that's Jesus, at the Father's side, he has made him known. But this is the only God we're talking about. Jesus. Other translations, um, let's see. Well, here, let's just, uh, this is in the NASB. No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. Again, it's God. God's Son, Jesus, is God as much God as God is God. The two don't exist without each other. And then there's also the Holy Spirit, which is the third person of the Trinity. And these days I'll do a study on that. So we have John preparing the way. He's giving the testimony to the people, turning the people back to God. Preparing the way for the Lord Jesus. And he is the cousin of Jesus. He is the cousin of Jesus. He prepares the way. Christ comes to give us grace and truth through him. And he is God at the Father's side. Alright. That's today's moment in the word. If you like my video, please subscribe. Give me a like. Share your thoughts. Also, hear my podcast on Spotify, Random Bible Clubs Plus. You can see my videos on YouTube channel, Random Bible Clubs Plus. If you comment, you want to send me a, uh, an email, you can send it to Melchizedek by Christ at gmail.com. And one believing God bless.